last time on 10. Should we be holding ourselves accountable for the actions of our mates? I mean, I don't have one, as you know. <laughs> I'm not going to have one, as you know. But we also know that I, I don't keep, I, I, I'm not going to have somebody around me who's shitty. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. I don't have people around me like that. You can be a mate. You can be a friend. It doesn't matter if if you are my. I can't even say this word like naturally. If you're like my boyfriend, <laughs> it's if you are a shitty person, you're just not going to be around me. I don't do that whole make excuses for people's bad behavior based on their relationship with me. I don't do that. Yes, Same. yes. See a lot and of I- moms doing that with their sons. But oh yes. Ahead. Always with their sons. Always with their sons. Never with their daughters, though. Nope. Never. Never with their daughters. Always with their sons. But and I, I have a son. My black son. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of 10, presented by Melling Media, hosted by yours truly, Tina. This podcast is about everything around you. And in line with that, this week, we've invited a panel of very special co-hosts to discuss toxic relationships. Planning an intimate event and need catering? Why search any further than Perfect Palette? There's a variety of options sure to fit your needs. For an out-of-the-box catering experience, try Perfect Palette's Small Bites. Want a specialized gift? Try Perfect Palette's Chef Experience. For all your catering needs, look no further than Perfect Palette. For more info, contact Chef Pearl at perfectpalette84 at gmail.com or visit Instagram at perfectpalette84. Special co-host, please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Tanzania, and I am a Black romance author. You probably remember me from the Black Love, Black Romance episode. You can find my books on pretty much anywhere you can buy books, but especially Amazon. Um, and I have audio book, and of course, TanzaniaGlover.com. All right. Thank you for joining us. Next. I'm Shan. Um, I don't have a platform. I'm just your average shit talker. Um, <laughs> the best You're kind. going to be hearing a lot from me this season. I told Tina she didn't have to, but she was okay with it. So I'm on a lot of episodes. But last season I did Blurds, Lazy Hacks, and Millennials. This season... I'm going to be on about six of them. Um, Started with accountability, and now here we are with toxic relationships. All right, and next. It's Cappy, the Potty Mouth Granny. I have a podcast called Potty Mouth Granny. I have a website called Potty Mouth Granny. And I think we did an episode on this divestment mess that's currently surging in the social media streets. A couple more episodes. And I'm going to write this weekend, so hopefully I have something new and Tanny, baby, how you doing, girl? <laughs> I'm so good. You know, I cannot wait to do this, Kathy. Oh, me too. Hold on, Kathy, didn't, didn't you do Gen X and yeah, femininity sure. coaching? I think uh, divestment was someone else. Kathy yeah, just told you. She forgot. <laughs> yeah, she just told you. you. <laughs> yeah, the femininity coaching. Oh, yeah. That was a good episode. It's very similar yeah, to divestment, but yeah. Right in Generation X, bitter. We got to do another one on that one about how bitter some of these chicks are. I work with a bunch of old ass mean girls. It don't make no sense, y'all. Oh man, I've experienced. I've been experiencing that too. (laughs) It don't make no sense. 
Yeah, I think I've been experiencing that in the workplace too. And oh. it's funny because they always think that I'm a millennial and it's it's interesting to be on that on that end of it. Yeah. Right. You can claim it. You can claim both of them. <laughs> I, I kind of can. But yeah, it's just it's just interesting to be also a Gen X woman while dealing with Gen X women in the workplace while they think that I'm a millennial. It's 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 interesting to to kind of like walk in millennial shoes while dealing with Gen X women in the workplace. It's interesting. Oh, girl, yeah. I'm dealing with it right now. My God, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. It kind of kind of sour me. On, it's, it's starting to sour me on Black women. I'm trying not to go there, but I'm feeling sour these days because of them, them hustlers. So- Same here. I've been talking about that a lot with my mom and with some friends. Same here. Yep. It's like we were talking about, like you were surprised when I brought it up, but I was like, they're calling us the, the Karen's generation. And you know what? I'm seeing yeah. it. Oh, I'm seeing it too. Oh yeah. my God. Okay. So let's get into this shit. We're talking about toxic relationships this week and you know how we do. We like to get up in y'all's business on this show. So I want to know your thoughts. I don't know. Uh, Kathy, we'll start with you. Okay. Do you have a favorite toxic celebrity couple, past or present? And uh, if so, who and why? Okay. My favorite toxic couple is from the past. And it was Madonna and Sean Penn. My <laughs> God. <laughs> That's and a good one. Lord, it is. Yeah, you see, I have to go back on that. That's my a good one. I like, like them tying up women, right? They I think he a Leo, she a Leo boy, and then the media, this man, you know, this they was acting crazy. And there was no social media. They was on every tabloid. They was everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, National Enquirer, Star Magazine, Us Weekly, whatever you know, whatever TV Guide, and I like them, and I also like Bobby and Whitney. You know. That was my favorite couple, a toxic <laughs> couple. <laughs> All right, Shan. Oh, for me, it is Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie. That's an excellent <laughs> one. <laughs> because, you know, and, and, and it was just such a funny relationship. Well, mainly when it ended. But prior to that, because a lot of the time people would approach Billy Bob in mm-hmm. interviews like oh my gosh you're so lucky you have Angelina Jolie she's the sexiest woman alive and I think people forget that Angelina Jolie was a weird ass mom she was real weird yeah she was real yep. remember the makeout with her brother yeah oh. like Angelina was really yeah she was not before. that bitch when he got her exactly she's not at all not at all and people were you know and then she came up basically on his coattails yep and people would come at it like as if he was the lucky one like he he landed like you landed her and it's like um no okay she she was the one who kind of you know glowed up with him Mm -hmm. and after him and then she did that whole reinvention of herself and became you know Mrs. We Are the World and the Earth Mother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the funniest thing was when he's on a red carpet and somebody was interviewing him and they're like, "Oh, you know, the sex with Angelina, you know, must have been great because she's so sexy and she's so beautiful." And he's like, "Sexy does not mean good in bed." It so don't. He said, you know, he said pretty much verbatim. Um, if she could be the sexiest woman on earth, but sometimes it's like fucking a couch. <laughs> Ah, she a pillow princess. 
Woo! He didn't even give her that. He said it's like fucking, like it, it's like fucking an inanimate object. That's sad. I'm being embarrassed. You supposed that to be kind, my- that kind of says something about him too, though. It does. Yeah, it does. I was, why is she not to excited say, to fuck him? I was just about to say she's not, excited, with, she's not excited. Who want to sleep with him? With him? Well, right. You know what? He looks so nasty. That is his appeal. I'm sorry, that's his appeal. I had a little thing for Billy Bob. (laughs) 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 You know, as my mama likes to say, that's that redneck blood in you. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) But I did like it's but he's not he's not someone I would take have a serious relationship with. He's more someone I would have like a little fun with. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's not an ugly guy. Like I'm not even gonna pretend like he's not an ugly guy. He's just gross looking. He just don't. <laughs> right. Right. He's, he's just like dirty. There's just yeah, exactly there's it's something about the dirtiness of him that I just like. <laughs> Shan is southern, y'all. Just toss his ass. Out <laughs> <of them. laughs> I see. I have Come on, said, boy. Oh, he's dirty. I want him. <laughs> but he's not that. like he's not like dirty like dirty dirty around like, in the butt. But, He's just like, you know, that he looked like he worked hard. Man he dirty. Did, he worked hard. He got rough hands. He drank a little beer, a lot of beer. A lot of beer. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of calluses. Right? <laughs> you know, it's problematic of me to say that, but you know, so, that's the- Wow, you're on oh. podcast and you're allowed to be problematic here. <laughs> okay. Ten. For me, I had to go with Sam and Ron from Jersey Shore. Oh, man. They were so toxic. Ron, Ron. They (laughs) made everything around them toxic and, like, just miserable. Like, it is TV gold. I went back and I watched it. I'm like, why did I used to hate them? They made the show so funny. They, they were did. always arguing. I loved it. Every second of it. And they dragged I it on way too long. Would, would I be so bad did not expect you to bring them up. Like, I haven't thought I, about them right. since the show was airing. But they were so, so toxic. Right. Yeah, you're they were so, so right. toxic. They should have never been together. Never. At all. Him, him <laughs> punching walls and stuff. And her, like, oh my God. Oh, what about his two two stroke smushing though? <laughs> um, I did not know that. Oh man, you missed that episode because they had an episode about like how bad he was. In bed. I don't remember that. Don't remember and then he had the nerve to cheat. Didn't he have the nerve to cheat? Yes. Oh, he oh he always cheated. Yes. That the was cheating is he always cheated. Why no? Okay, no, a crush over. Why not the world I had to Yeah, like something? all that man gone to waste because he's yeah. looking and he's big. yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I, he can't even. I like, probably blank that out. You in the bed, and I'm like, Ron got to be doing something to have her sporting like this. He stayed cheating on her, talking to her, and he got away, fighting people. Like he clearly was hitting her too. I'm like, something got to be going on here, but two strokes. Yeah, that angry man two stroke two stroke shit. Yeah. (laughs) In the steroids. That Roy And that Roy raging. Real angry. All right. Those were good, y'all. All All right. So let's get into this shit. Toxic relationships. So how would you, in your own words, define toxic relationships? Kathy. 
a relationship where there's absolutely nothing healthy about it at all. No healthy boundaries, no no security, just 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 fucked up, you know. <laughs> in a nutshell. Okay, Shan. You know, a relationship where it is the norm to feel discontent, enraged, unhappy, sad, anxious, or just like you have to walk on eggshells all the time. Okay. You know, that okay. Valid. And for me, it's also, you know, a relationship where a person consistently violates your boundaries and does things that they know you'll find disrespectful and offensive. Tan? Yes, a lot of that. I was going to say that if it leaves you feeling drained, like I can just feel myself like, oh my God, why am I talking to this person? Mm -hmm. Like I just will show up funny, silly, full of life and just leave on empty because they've like depleted me. Mm -hmm. So So anybody that makes me feel like that, Again, this is a toxic, you know, kind of situation. Okay. Tan again. <laughs> Do you have experience in this department? And this can be like toxic relationships in a romantic, in a romantic realm, familiar have, friends, co-workers. I have whatever. learned from the good sis Amber heard that even if you don't say a name, you can still get sued. So I'm saying my sister. <laughs> oh goodness that is the most... <laughs> said, I'm gonna say it <laughs> she gonna sue me one of these days for all the shit that I talk about her so <laughs> I might as well put it out there yes I'm talking about you um the older sister yes it's, it's not and, and it can be proven but um no like that is the most toxic relationship that I've ever had in my life um and just every type of every type of abuse that you can think of. Physical, financial, um, emotional, from the day I was born. Um, I have, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I recommend no contact because that is what has worked for me. And I have family that just does not understand. They're like, oh, you know, family, she's just blah, blah, blah. Nope. My mom, she recently passed and everybody was, oh, you should know not oh. going to. I was one of those that. people, but I didn't uh, you know are, you guys were having issues though. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But they're like, oh, like you want somebody to lean on. Yeah, that's not the person that I'm I'm gonna lean on. Mm. So yeah, um, I have experience with her um as far as every type of abuse. I will say it taught me what to not accept from anybody else though. So mm. I have largely avoided that in romantic relationships and friendships because I saw firsthand at home, this is not good. So I'm going to look for the silver lining, you know, in it. Okay. All right. Kathy? I would have to say the father of my young child who is now 21 years old. When I look back in retrospect, I should have ran for the hills, but I was 21 years old, had two kids, and thought I was, was so grateful that to this man for, you know, helping me out with my two children. I tolerated a lot of dumb shit, but I wasn't the same either. He cheated on me. I cheated on him. It was just a mess. And I cut off the relationship in January, you know, our friendship, because we haven't dealt in 20 years. But I tried to maintain a friendship for the sake of our daughter. 
Mm-hmm. And this nigga go inbox me this motherfucking some one of these pick me chicks talking about what five values that a high value man <laughs> five <laughs> that a high value the five things a high value man is looking for in a woman. At six o'clock in the morning, I mind you that this nigga married. Why are you inboxing oh me? Oh my god! At six o'clock in the morning. And, and let's talk- put it out there: no high value, no men who are really high value are calling themselves high value men. Exactly. And they're not, and they're not inboxing fucking high value man memes, trying to fucking exactly. degrade well, women. And I tried to be. They're nice. working. I, I was trying to. Be, it was a Sunday morning, so <laughs> I was trying to be nice. I said, I don't care what men want. And then I had to just go off on him. And then he called me bitter and angry. I cut his ass <laughs> off and said, it, I said a whole bunch of shit. I said, this is not pertaining to our daughter. I don't have no reason to speak to you. And I haven't spoken to him until May of this year <laughs> when he called my daughter first. Me and India was out at a friend's birthday party. He called her first complaining because my older daughter had just had her baby. And he wanted to come to her house and bring some things over there. But she sent him the voicemail because she's breastfeeding. So he talked to her, Randy Raby. She got tired and told my daddy, I'll call you later. So he called me. I hung the phone up on him. Boy, he sent me a text talking about, fuck you, fuck both of y'all. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, well, fuck you too, boo. That Lonely. sounds exactly like a high value, man. Let me tell you. Right. I'm like, what's your wife deal with that foolishness? Leave me the fuck. Well, number one, you marry. Why is you inboxing me anything about me finding a high value nigga? Tell your wife what a high value man expects out of a woman. What the fuck does that have to do with you? Girl, like I said, it was Sunday morning. I watched SpongeBob cartoon. That's what I was doing. And playing spades on my phone. And here you come to me with this bullshit. He didn't got triggered from something you he saw you post on Facebook or something. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was toxic. I'm glad it's over with. I got myself up out of there. You know, all the women that I, I have friends that are been in toxic relationships for almost 30 years and they look so drained and dried up and they don't want to listen though. So I don't say nothing to them. I space them actually because I don't want to hear that drama. Because we in our 50s, we certain things we're not supposed to be tolerating for men. And I bad. swear. <laughs> Never. All right, Shan. Maternal grandmother had nine or ten daughters. So obviously I've either experienced or observed toxic familial relationships, platonic and romantic, just by watching them. Okay. So those of you who have experienced um toxic relationships, how did you get out of it? Or did you? Kathy. Oh, we we broke up, you know decided you know we better off just parent co-parenting versus being a couple and that's how i cut that shit off well i went no contact in a oh sorry the parenting shit but shit india 21 i ain't gotta bother with your ass that is true when did when did you guys split like what when did you guys like just decide that you know it the relationship aspect of it was like romantic wasn't for you. He was around too because I was pissed at him because he wasn't covering his head. He was doing stuff natural, but he never wanted to watch her. That hurt me. Oh yeah, hell yeah, that's a big part so, of it. Exactly, it's just not about money. You come get your damn kid, right? Give me a break. <laughs> Let me We're take back shit, you know, and just chill, and I have to worry about. Rah, rah. Yeah. Okay, Tan. Oh, uh, yeah, so I 
just went no contact, like I said. I still have a relationship with my nephew, which is sort of weird because it's his mom, but it's his mom, so he gets it. Like, yeah, you ain't missing nothing. Do not talk to her. But that is what has worked for me because I feel, I feel like if you give them any sort of end, they're going to use it somehow to stay toxic and to bring yep. a lot of drama in your life. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. You cannot give him an inch at all. Yeah, for for me, I just thought of it. I, I was thinking about like when I first wrote these questions, I was thinking like more professional shit because I figured um, y'all's answers would be more personal. But now that I'm in the moment, I feel like I should say something more personal too. So um, like I've talked about her already. I think I believe it was on the breakups episode where I talked about my cousin and I I definitely like I don't feel like I I felt this way in the moment of dealing with her not until like the the end of it but since she moved to Indy she no longer lives here thank God but since she moved to Indy I believe that we have been in a toxic relationship and I didn't realize it um I was trying to help her out gave her and her daughter a place to live so she get on her feet and get, you know, get moving here, you know, it's instead of in the small town that she was from, you know, get a, um, really a get, a, get a life going. Mm-hmm. And she, um, helped her get a job. You know, I let her live in my apartment rent free. All I said was just, you know, pay for her food for her and her daughter and just keep all her money so that she can find a place quickly and go on like I had a boyfriend at the time like so she I practically just gave her my fucking apartment I just started staying over at his place all the time and then I had two internships and I had a full load of classes so like I was never home so I basically just gave her my apartment and was just paying all the fucking bills and just was like hey just feed yourself you know helped her get a job then helped her get a job at my fucking second job you know like I was really like trying to be there for her and um, she ended up like borrowing some money from me. That was this was actually the last straw. Um, she ended up borrowing some money from me. It was a very small amount, but again, I'm Capricorn and that's the principle. Yeah, I'm, I'm funny about money and I'm funny about principles. You know what I'm saying? And she just flat out refused to ever pay me back. She has not paid me back to this day. And it's been a couple, not a couple, it's been a few years now. And so, yeah, so like how I got out of that was that I just completely shut off contact. You know, like I was trying to reach out to her to like, hey, when are you going to give me my money? Sort of a thing. <laughs> but she wouldn't, she wouldn't take my call or call me back. And so now it's to the point to where like there's nothing that she can say to me there's nothing that like if she's gonna be at a thing I'm not gonna be there or if I am like she better not say nothing to me because I'm ignorant don't say anything to me so like that's just basically how I got out of it is just that I'm just no longer open to anything that is her related whatsoever and I'm really good about just like shutting doors on things especially on people and I think it's important because you know you and I we've talked about this and I, I am pro disengagement all the time go no contact you know I'll cut anybody off for any reason that I deem necessary. Like if you're just a headache to me, yeah, I'm going I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to distance myself from you. I don't have to have any like bad blood, but I am but I will. And I think I'm no I'm no contact with more than half of my mom's side of the family, honestly. Like I don't talk to them, don't talk to me. We don't call each other. They don't have my number. Wow. I don't, don't want to be involved in the group chats because it's always it's always some bullshit. And after being involved in people's mess too many times, I'm like, yeah, you know what? No. Understandable. No more. Very 
understandable. All right. So, uh, Tam, we'll start with you. How in your eyes, and this is a great question for you as a romance author, how do you tend to see men showing up as toxic in relationships? They are the toxicity. <laughs> that's why that's why I will forever have a career because <laughs> it doesn't take any stretch of the imagination. Just watch them and you got a whole book. <laughs> so <laughs> they are the drama. I do think it's up to us to engage or not with the drama, but women can be toxic. Let's be clear. But oh, yeah. I feel like it's a different kind of toxic. Mm-hmm. It's a fun kind of toxic. It's exciting kind of toxic. Men are dangerous, scary kind of toxic. Yes. Is this like a red flag? You know, so it's different. Um, but I definitely think they are responsible for 95% of the toxicness in all relationships. Okay. Kathy? Uh, repeat the question, please. How can you I'll- say it? How do men tend to show up toxic in relationship? Uh, when when you meet them and they're talking about their girlfriends like a doll, you know, mm. talking about women like dolls, you know, you already see the pattern right there. You know, you're just meeting someone, you know, y'all supposed to be talking about other things other than the ex, what other women are doing, that type of thing, his viewpoints on women, you know, and if you choose to go into that, you really can't be shocked when he shows his true colors mm-hmm. okay Jen? you know i i'm gonna agree with tan with what tan said um <laughs> they are the toxicity they more often than not they are the toxicity yeah. and if it, if a woman is toxic there's usually a man at the root of it i'm sorry exactly. it does it sounds like i'm not taking uh, for, for what women do but nah, I, that's I, real a lot of the time that's that's the root of it and yeah it's on that woman to resolve those issues but at the same time it's like there are a lot of men running around doing a lot of damage to a lot of people yes and and it cannot be understated and you you know you're gonna walk away with some scars after them and and, you know their toxicity is a bit more insidious and pervasive but at the same time society is also committed to denying their toxicity in general oh it's just just men being men being boys it's harmless and it's like well it's not harmless because how many women are experiencing trauma from these men like i don't know a single woman who has not had trauma associated with some male foolishness i'm glad you brought that up too because um i was at a bar and a guy was talking about how he feels like R. Kelly should have gotten um, prison time, but he didn't feel like he should get 30 years. And I just thought that was very interesting because like, how long do you think he should have gotten, sir? How long has he been doing this? And then, and then, and then like what he did, it wasn't, it wasn't harmless. It wasn't just him doing like he wasn't just like stealing a piece of candy for 30 years. So, so each of his victims, who knows how many there were, but just if, even if we only consider the ones who came forward, how many years have they suffered from what he did? But he shouldn't get 30 years. How many years? Hold on, hold on, hold on. But he shouldn't get 30 years. So let's take the girl who he, and I'm not even talking about the girl on the video, but let's just take countless, I'm quite sure, teenage girls who he abused in the 80s, 90s. Okay, so that's been 30 years that they've had to live with this shit. 
possibly happen to try to stay quiet and then just like all of the fucking shit that comes along with being molested being raped you know being that kind of a victim all the psychological issues that come along with that all the mental scars that come along with that and then heaven forbid they hadn't been in in position to get any type of therapy or any type of care to try to like move beyond that so all these years they're suffering from his act and let's just think about just one of them he shouldn't have to do 30 years for what she's happened to she's doing 30 years (laughs) why shouldn't he and then he's done it to so many different women and men from what i understand from what Mm -hmm. i understand he's done things to boys too so why shouldn't he have to do 30 years? Because men will be men, right? I actually think 30 years is not enough. It's not no. enough at I, all. I feel like he it should, should never be get out. He shouldn't have any just hope off, for getting out. Just off the fact that if he were free, he would still be doing it. Yep. Yes. So how do women tend to show up toxic in relationships? And when I, when I say relationships, that, that goes throughout this entire episode. Because this was initially titled Toxic Romance, but we're, we changed it to relationships. So when I see relationships, I mean just in All general, not mm-hmm. just like romantic relationships or heteronormative relationships or whatever you want to call it across the board. How do women tend to show up toxic in relationships? Women show up toxic in a number of ways. Usually it's pettiness, mm-hmm. being overly invested in gossip and drama. Yes. Um, com- com- that competitiveness that they have with other women mm-hmm. and girls, even, you know, their own daughters, you know, those are just the ones off just right off the top of my head. Okay. Kathy? I agree with everything she just said. You know, like the atmosphere I'm currently working in is toxic as hell. And half the department have been promoted out. So now we sure people and you would think that management will be nice to the people that's left, but now nah, they was talking crazy. I, it took everything in me not to go off on my assistant manager because she came to me real foul. And I'm going to say, bitch, who you think you're talking to? <laughs> <laughs> It took everything in me. I was going to file a grievance, but I'm like, you know what? Let me calm down. Let let her come to me like that one more time. I am going to file a grievance. I had to step back. They talk to people like they ain't shit because they're in a position of power. But that's mm. not how you get your workers to want to work for you. So they don't yeah. want to do And that's why the department all fucked up. You know, they talk crazy to the customers. I'm like, y'all, I put in for a lateral move because I'm not going to be able to do this because this shit ain't good for my spirit. I can't be around a bunch of black women like that. I can't. Then the one white girl that was there, they didn't like her, but she was cool as hell. Crazy okay. ass. Like I said, competitive looking you up and down, you know, with sly little slick remarks and shit, you know, just competitive. It's disgusting, actually. Yeah. I hate that it's like that, and I hate to even give credence to it, but, like, I spent a weekend in Chicago surrounded by black women last year. And I'm going to tell you, like, I didn't walk away from that with a good feeling. Like, oh, I, found, I, I, I found, like, I, I legit, I'm, trying to I'm, sitting, I'm sitting at the kickback. It's a fucking kickback. And I found myself raising my voice a few times. I'm like, you gotta chill. The women. I'm talking, I'm talking about else. myself because I'm really letting these broads like get me uh, low key angry with this, with these, with these pick me mentalities. Oh, uh, it, it, it was rough. 
Remember, it's, and, and, it's, and it's and that pick me shit truly is fucking Karen shit. And let's yeah. not delude ourselves into believing that black women are not fucking Karens because they my are God. they the queen of Karens. Man. And Chicago is pick me city. It's I know that's why, that's why they I will mow you down. Bringing up that I was there. Oh, they would girl. They would run you over with a lawnmower for some dick. They, man. I could tell. <laughs> I could Don't tell be- that's that's why I brought up the fact that I was there. Not that Indiana is fucking devoid of them, because believe me, believe me, it fucking blows here as far as pick me's. But I got a real quick taste of the fucking pick me culture in Chicago just that fast, like it, because it was so fast. Yes, I had to like co-sign with you real quick. Like they didn't even they didn't even hide yeah. it while company was over. Right. I'm from out of town and we're at a fucking kickback. <laughs> and they couldn't keep it together for, for mm. a couple of hours. No, never. Go never. ahead, Tan. No, I just wanted to speak on that. Like, I hate how, and like, like, I get it that we're socialized to be like super insecure and like humble and stuff. But I hate like when we treat each other bad because of that mm-hmm. like and we can't wait for the opportunity to cut women off and like you know yes. what i mean yes. like do like i i know like you haven't gotten that question yet but i have lost so many friendships just from ironically telling a girl you can do better than this i've lost so many friendships so i don't say anything anymore when they're going on and on about oh he's doing this he's this I'm like, that's a red flag. That's a blinking warning sign. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't say anything. I just hope for the best because women cannot wait to cut you off over a man. Yeah. And men mm-hmm. know this. Even so, if it ain't their man. Like, Shan, it, you know what I've been complaining to you about here lately with these women, especially Gen X, Gen X black women? Yeah. And it's like, I'm hyping you up. Like, you can do better than yes. this, but they will no I can't I'm yeah, and how of, dare you say so right how dare you want better for me so they would rather stop talking to you yeah and I actually have somebody right now trying to get back into my life who like ghosted me after a situation went south I'm just like no I'm sorry because everybody knows how much I love women so it's like Tan will forgive me let me back in but no I won't because this is the same old story and I really really hate that about female friendships because for one I write about men for like a living (laughs) I don't want to talk about men all day with women because real men suck book men are different real men are terrible so can we talk about something other than men you know men of course they'll come up they'll just you know expect it yeah, it's human nature. When you, when you only talk about men in relationships and what they're doing and what you should be doing, it gets old. Mm-hmm. So it's already very hard to have friendships with women because a lot of us only want to do that. And I've yes. been there, so I'm not judging because sure. I've been there. Oh my god, I've been there. Especially like uh, teenage, teenage and early twenty yeah, years. Oh like my, you're, yes, because yes. you're em- embarking on it's a new thing. Yes, but it's like at what point do you get your own identity? Right, just, like, girl, I'm 40. Yeah, <laughs> right. 40 plus. Right, <laughs> right. exactly. Like, I'm like, we really ain't got no, like, 
dreams and hobbies outside of them. And that makes me so sad. That makes me so sad that we don't have anything to just call ours. Yeah. And and like we throw female friendships away so Mm -hmm. easily. Like, you know how much bigger this podcast would be if I just sat on here talking about guys every week? Yeah. It would be. I refuse to do that. I refuse to do that. Yeah. And and just like even like the, the crowd that I was kicking around with on Facebook, like I would have so many of them like plugged in every fucking week. I refuse to feed them. When I say that I'm so there's glad more to life that than that bullshit. You gotta and that's all that. they still talking about right Tina, now. When I say I'm so glad that you got away from that, because you know I was sucked into it too. And I saw the second I got out of it, I was not angry every day. I was not talking about men every day. Mm-hmm. Like, they're still doing exactly what they're doing. The world ain't changing. So why am I going to be upset and angry about what random said this today? Right. Somebody no, I, I would never even date. Uh, right. Well, I said, love you, motherfucker. That's what they talk about. When I unplugged, I became so happy and started getting shit done. Yeah. And I see it for so many women. And I'm still on Facebook, but I talk about my grandbabies, my cat, no. my children. You are very, you are very well-rounded. Kathy, right. Because I might drag a dusty nigga every now and then, but I'm just like de- a dirty motherfucker. Because they deserve it. But <laughs> right. But no, no, I don't no, even no. care no more because it's that like women, they, the they wait thing. on these dudes to change. They want these dudes to change so they can get that, up with them. They're not going to change. Yes. They are who they no. are. Fuck them. Get your shit on. And and that's what I'm on. I'm about, you know what I mean, just trying to improve my own situation. Not that my situation is fucked up by any means, but everybody can be doing better. And so like yes. like what they say, I'm trying to push to be a better me than I was yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, and that doesn't include sitting around talking about dusties every day. Or the fucking dating scene every day and how trash it is. I don't give a fuck about how trash it is. I'm not even a part of the dating scene anymore. And even if I was still, like, that's not what... It still should be Like, shitty stories is not what I want to fucking focus on every day. And I never was doing that. But I was feeding the girls the bullshit that they, they wanted to um, hear or read or whatever online from time to time a lot of time but not like that wasn't my whole fucking presence Mm -hmm. but if i did that strictly on this podcast this podcast would be fucking huge Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm doing i I refuse to do that i refuse to do that this podcast is about everything the fuck around you not just about (laughs) dick Right, it's He's more than life than big line. Like, I said it's, it's everything around you, not just this shit. It's not the world is much bigger than fucking penis. I was just about to say it's a big world out here. God damn, that's all they care about. Because my part, I don't even really, I haven't even doing no podcast on my podcast because I'm like, what? if I want to blow it up, I'm gonna have to talk about some dusty dudes. I don't, you don't have to. to you don't have to blow it up. That's the thing. You don't have right. to blow it up. Yeah, just do it for you. Do, I'm gonna read my favorite books on there. Passages from my favorite books. That's the stuff to make me cackle. That's good, and I know you love books and shit, so that's perfect. Exactly. Like I said, but you can get paid though if you feed into that shit because there's women out here. I get paid oh. at my job. Exactly. <laughs> It's a hobby. It's a hobby. Right. But you know, people trying they trying to go viral. They trying to do this. They trying to do yeah. that. 
off silly shit. Mm-hmm. And then the dudes getting ugly and ugly and they be talking crazy. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> dumb and dumb and ugly and ugly. You can't have both now. Shit. And no money. And broke on top of everything. Yeah, that's the worst part. You right, your body. They wanna man. they wanna try to like gaslight women about what women how women should be spoiling them. And I'm like, wait, what? Why? Because they can't spoil a woman. And then on top of that, you're ugly and like <laughs> dusty and don't have like conversation either. I'm supposed to spoil and, you for what least, reason? What's and, for what reason? From what I hear, because I'm younger. But that I used to hear that dudes used to like have good sex if they lacked all of those things. Yes. Now they have erectile dysfunction at 25. Mm-hmm. Oh my a receiving hairline. All they have going for them is maybe a PS5 and a plastic bag of clothes. And it's like, that is not enough. Not enough anymore. I did saw a meme going around a few years ago that said something to the effect of I can't tell my wife that I lost my job because then I'll have to try harder at sex. (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I shared it on Facebook and I I asked y'all, I was like, is this really a thing? (laughs) Again, but the sad thing is that's how most men think. They think they think in terms of um, transaction. transaction yeah Yeah. so if they're if they're good at this they can be bad at everything else so if if they're if they have if they've been told that they got good dick um then they can be like boochers they They don't have to they don't have to take you on dates or yeah yeah, treat you like a lady but then if if their dick is trash then well i took you out i paid your rent (laughs) if they and if they pay and if they pay if they pay all the bills then that entitles them to to be abusive and Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, right, all like, of this down, y'all. This gonna be in a book. Being a good person is just being a good person. Yeah, man, a woman, partner. Whoever. Yeah, exactly. Being a good person, being a good partner is that is just what it is. It's not transactional, and this is also, um, I think, that's one of the ways men show up toxic too is being transactional, which is very rapey. Yeah, when men are transactional, that's always like a, a huge neon red yes yes and you can see it you can see it in their and it's always in their interactions with women it's never in their interactions with men no they'll take their they'll take their boys on a whole ass trip to miami and don't expect them to give them no dick or or take them on a trip to la in response like they'll just fucking take them pay for everything i I got blocked once for a guy what did he say he a guy was like oh you know when these women they go on these um girls trips and because they're they're lesbians i said oh so you fucking your friends on your on y'all's boys trips then he got so mad he blocked me me. and i'm like and i and i and i always say this Men will always accuse you of the shit that they do. They go on their they go on their little boys trips and they, you know, experiment. They're fighting. Yeah, it's called frauding. F R O. I know what it's called. Yes, they like to sword fight. They they you know suck each other off, jack each other off. What all they do all of that on those trips, which is why they always think that women doing it is lesbian behavior. You also have to consider that when they do go on trips, they always factor in sex for some even when they're on guy strips bachelor's parties all of it you know i'd be on bumble just swiping through swiping left and reporting people's profiles all day <laughs> not all day but you know until i run out of likes 
<laughs> but they they all they're all buddy buddy hanging out you know sharing hotel rooms you're not gonna tell me y'all not playing with each other's little dickies that's all they think about why would you think that they're going on boys trips and not fucking around with each other that's all they think about 24 7 is sex and that's their men are the ones i'm supposed to believe that i'm supposed to believe that they turn their fucking brains off because they're around men no no and they're the ones who coined the phrase what happens in vegas stays in vegas and they take that they take that approach whenever they go anywhere so i'm like oh yeah so if y'all were sucking each other off that stays in that city that y'all are in but then it would also explain why their relationships tend to lack you know be a little you know we know they're homo romantic okay so um parents how do parents tend to show up toxic in relationships now mm-hmm. being overly possessive over their children all in their business and i'm not talking about when they little but when they adults you know just don't they don't have no boundaries with their children mm-hmm. that's toxic mm-hmm. you know it's not normal for a mother to be all up in her, you know, her son's business with his girlfriends. Yes. And all in her daughter's business with her boyfriend. Because, I, you know, I got two daughters. As long as a man not putting hands on them, I'm not getting in their business. Because mm-hmm. I know how my daughters are. They some strong-willed women. They got smart mouths. Who knows what you said to this man? They set him out. But as long as he don't hit you, I'm not getting in your shit. Because you're more than likely going to still be with him. And if I give you some advice, you're going to be mad at me and tell me, eh, I don't want to hear nothing. My mom is an expert about not getting in my romantic relationships. <laughs> and I talk, I talk to her about every single thing, like down to like the nastiest fucking detail. Cause I'm ridiculous <laughs> and she'll listen, <laughs> but she's like a fucking pro at not like overstepping into mm-hmm. my shit. Right, I know, I know her all these details. <laughs> I know some women who are all in their kids' business. It's toxic. It's hell. Like, I got a friend whose son left his baby mama to move back with her because she just bought a house, so he want a whole house. Mm-hmm. And they, they was engaged this young lady. They just had a baby. And she's just basically cool with that. I'm like, you need to go back home to the mother of your child, dude. You ain't laying up on bed. Get your ass on. But she's <laughs> egging it on. <laughs> I would feel bad as a mother if my son just left the mother of his child. The child ain't no more than six months old. To come live with me so he can use my house as a hotel. You should. That's low key like incestuous. Like, yes. He, because he's coming home to her at night. And uh, I'm sorry, I always go there. That's the, that, these, that's, these boys are just like, well, I'm sure that he's grown. That's what the mothers they got. Yeah. Unfortunately. Right, so Tan, how do you how do you think that or see that um parents show up toxic in relationships? Um whatever well, type of a relationship. Yeah. Well, I'll cover my father because like Kathy said, with um with her child's father, like he thought that because he provided that he didn't like have to give the like emotional support or like show up for stuff. Um and that created a terrible relationship because then I just look for men for money, but that is kind of accurate because that's all they're really good for. But it's like you, for me at least, I learned from a very early age that men aren't dependable. They're not going to show up for you. So just get your money and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that could be because it is toxic. I think it's useful, but um, mm-hmm. I definitely learned that from my dad. 
Yeah, I mean, I could see how that could be seen as toxic. I also see how it can be seen as resourceful and realistic, a, a, a sign of resilience. Mm -hmm. You know, in in this world, in a perfect world, I can see it like being strictly toxic. Yeah, yeah. But in the world that we have to try to figure out how to navigate, I honestly like I can see that being resourceful. Yeah, between like I say, between my sister and my dad. Men were not going to blame me. I learned early, like, you know, these two are playing, you know, so anybody else going to do it. So I look on the bright side that I learned early to kind of keep a, like, healthy guard up with people um, mm -hmm. and to really, like, force them to work for my time. And that weeded out a lot of toxic people. So, yeah. Okay. Shan? Now, I'm going to say this. A lot of people won't like this, but we have to be real honest here. The first toxic relationship most people experience is going to be with their parents or through watching their parents. That's that's just that's just the and one of the ways that many parents are toxic, it's in the way that they demand respect at all times. The way they are they will violate boundaries, um their kids' boundaries, anybody's boundaries really. And I think I think that's really the the key to it and another part of it is also when parents play favorites with their kids where parents either you know the first child is the favorite or the baby is the favorite or their only daughter is the favorite or their only son is the favorite i see it most often that the son is the favorite oldest son generally yep but yeah doing that to your kids it sets them up for for failure almost with in in terms of relationships with their own siblings exactly Okay, so shit, me and Tan, we don't have kids, but I'm going to start with you anyway. How do you think that children tend to show up toxic in relationships? Oh, we are entitled as hell. <laughs> we feel like that we should be taken care of forever. At least I did. Mm -hmm. um, um, I feel like we don't view our parents as real people. Mm -hmm. I I know I did not until I probably get about Machines. 27, 28. Right. Yeah. No, you're just supposed to do everything and you're not supposed to complain. Um, it really was not until late twenties that I started to see her as like a full person with my mom because my dad is whatever. Um, I don't care to see him as a full person. He is forever, <laughs> forever an ATM. Um, but for my mom, her experiences as a girl and as a woman, like I finally saw why she was who she was. I was amazed that she was even still alive with all she had went through. Um, and I just, I just gained so much respect from her. And I realized I was entitled as hell as a kid. I was very toxic to her and I didn't even realize it. Um, because I expected her to be superwoman and I don't expect me to be Lois Lane, let alone a superhero. Um, so I just think that kids expecting their parents to know everything and to be everything mm -hmm. is a form of toxicness in a a relationship because parents are still figuring shit out yeah Shan. so the oh sorry oh, go ahead oh, no go ahead. no i'm just saying the good ones that get stuff wrong deserve some grace i agree Shan. Uh, i agree with a lot of what tan said it is um kids show toxic with that sense of entitlement and the failure to see their parent as an individual outside of being their parent now a part of that you know when it comes to minor kids that accountability falls on the parent. Like you have to teach your kids, 
hey, you know, I'm a whole ass person outside of you. Yes, when they're younger, they're toddlers, they are supposed to be the center of your world. But as they gain independence, as a parent, you're supposed to start releasing them so that they can understand and see you as a full-fledged human. And my daughter is 11. And we've had those conversations, you know, as she was getting older, like, hey, as you're getting older, I expect you to clean your room more. I expect you to do this. You know, I, she she has to sort the laundry and put the lawn, put her laundry in the baskets. Well, she does mine and hers and I, we each fold our own and put away, but it starts with things like that. And I've even told her, you know, ver- straight up, who do you think I was before I was your mother? Like I did not spring into being when you were born. I had a whole life before you and I have a life outside of you. Kathy. Children show like being brats, being entitled and begging all the time. <laughs> can't open a bag of chips around you motherfuckers can't eat shit can't even look at nothing what's that though you gotta set boundaries with your children and let, like you were just saying get, then let them know that you had a life long before you had children you respect your space don't invade my space cause I don't invade your space and this is for the older ones so like, like you said with the little ones they're gonna invade your space they can't help themselves they're toddlers they little kids, but once you get to about 10, you know not to come barging up in my room when I'm dressing. You know not to come barging up in the bathroom while I'm in there. <laughs> if I'm not barging in on you, why are you barging in on me? Mm-hmm. And we out of you we gotta set boundaries on children. <clears throat> and it's not let them think they can do whatever they want to do. Okay, you know? so Shan, what are some signs you're in the, the center of a toxic relationship? When I think about it, I, I figure it's, you know, if you can't think of the last time you were content being with or around the person or even just talking to them, like if you, you're never at peace with them or the moments you are at peace with them are fewer and farther between. All right. Uh, Tan? I feel like if you're good with everybody and everywhere else besides with that person, like I can't wait to, to like leave for work. Like I'm driving around the block. I don't have to come in. That is toxic. You should get out because you're looking forward to something that you should not be looking forward to just to get away from this person. Um, And I think people just think that's normal after a while. And I don't think it is. It's not. Okay, Kathy. When the sound of their voice annoys you, when the just looking at you, it's time to get away. It's It's toxic. He or she was worn out their welcome, and you got to go. But nothing they say can ever be right. Yes. Or anything you say, right? Exactly. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on our government? Are we in a toxic relationship with it? Or are we bordering uh, on it? Or are we they, not in a toxic relationship with it at all? Tan, go. They, they just beat us up and brought us some flowers with this doing loan forgiveness oh we in a battered uh, relationship yes they (laughs) took Roby away but they threw some coins our way we're supposed to be okay with that Mm -hmm. we oh my god we and we just take it like i want a revolution so bad but i don't (laughs) because i like being comfortable but the power literally is with us and we just take it like we could just change everything tomorrow um if you yeah. wanted to we could and it, it's literally not hard we could just stand in place just stop 
The world is not going to go on without us. Hope you enjoyed this week's show. <laughs> Be sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the second half of Toxic Relationships. And make sure you follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast 10. 